This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. It does kind of remind me of like the line art of Picasso. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Why don't we keep the whole million? Providing insight. This reminds me of uh, Walmart.horse. Commentary. Don't puff your chest out all hot saucily. And conjecture. The Supreme Court has <laughs> roundly rejected prior <laughs> restraint. <laughs> Gutterball. You just gotta get one more coffin there. It just wasn't gonna hold. That's a great opening. Just wasn't gonna hold. What a nightmare. Do Lots I, of nightmares. Do I sense a little sickness on your part? Oh, a little bit. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's like a hay fever. Maybe it's a cold. I don't know. Well makes me kind of feel like shit do you have whatever aller- it is do you have allergies i think i do i never identified really as a person with allergies until quasi recently well it changes as you age so they say well so i'm here I, to tell you it's true because i used to be incapacitated by them and Oh, that's right. You talked about that. Yeah, and now like your insane exposure. Not not that big a deal anymore. But I did get sick. I you know, your job one of your jobs as a parent is to act as like a scavenger, like sorta of like the the uh turkey vulture of the home. So when your kid doesn't eat their food, you like come up behind them and it's you know, eat all the shit they left behind, which used to be great when my daughter, you might know her, her name's Jules, wouldn't finish all her food, but it was like fish sticks and mac and cheese and shit. It's like, hell yeah. Because, you know, we had chicken breasts and some salad. It's like, I want some fucking easy mac or no, like craft mac mm-hmm. and cheese. I want that. Oh, you're not going to eat it? Hell Yeah. Got a little hot dogs in there? Fuck yes. So you come up behind and like suck it all up. But I did that last week and she was sick. But what's weird is uh, Jules, that's my daughter, and I have different immunities. And my wife, you might know her too. Her name is Leslie. Have Jules and Leslie have the same immunities, it seems like, to, like, sicknesses and shit. Like, they get okay. the sickness, and I don't. Yeah, I've heard of these, this uh, this dynamic in families, this whole immunity pattern. I mean, I'm making out all the time. Like, I should be getting that, right? At least fortnightly, I'm fucking making out. I should be having that. And I just don't. I never have. And usually, the two females get sick. I don't. So I was like, you know what? You're not eating your whatever chicken pot pie, which is fucking delicious. I'll finish that up. I don't care. I'm not going to get sick, even though you're sick. I got fucking sick. So this has been like almost a week now. I don't feel sick anymore, but there's a lot of coughing and snotting going on. So, But normally it's very convenient. They can be all laid up, and I'm just like cock of the block, walking around all healthy, healthily. Right. Not this time. 
But then you got to, like, run the whole ship on your own, though. I'm running the whole ship anyway, man. Come on. There you go. All right. So what about you? You're sick. I guess, kind of. I'll say this. I don't feel too good. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, not so bad that I can't do a podcast, I hope. Hope I make it to the end. But I I think, yeah, just, you know, just the whole thing going on. (laughs) That's all. What thing (laughs) is that? Precisely. I mean, if you don't make it to the end, I will eulogize you (laughs) at least as well as Walter did. To Donnie, so don't worry about that. You okay. can feel free to bow out anytime and commit yourself to the bosom <laughs> of central Pennsylvania. <laughs> this is a great podcast. <laughs> it sounds worse than it is. It really does. Yeah. I'm just clearing it out. <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know, stuffed nose, itchy throat, funny feeling in the eyeball areas and in the ears. That's allergies, man. Yeah, but it also kind of makes, I, it, well, I think it just makes sleeping kind of weird. And mm. ultimately, my whole body just feels kind of like shut down from this irritation amongst the head areas. You're off your game. I'm definitely slightly off my game yeah which is uncommon for me because usually i'm right on there yeah that's true which is weird because obviously i couldn't tell over text like how shitty you actually sound right now and it seemed like you were on your game meanwhile that was just like a little facade a little textual facade able to get the text game the text game on for yeah. in little short bursts for yeah, you, pretty Adam. Good. Pretty good, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, we made a lot of headway today. We, you know, we had to get some business done. I know. We took care of business. Don't stop and smell that little rose. No. Yep. Was that what it said? Yeah. Well, more or less. More or less. Yep. You know, sometimes you say, fuck the rose. We got to get business done. I'm not going to stop. Sometimes the rose on the side of the street. Sometimes you fuck the rose, and sometimes the rose. Well, it fucks you, Brad. Yeah, it's that simple. Today was not that day, though. No, no, I totally, totally fucked that rose. You fucked that rose, big time. Do we? uh, So we had a huge response. Actually, enormous, enormous response for our T-shirt giveaway. Finally, why all of a sudden? It was easy. All you had to do is say you want the T-shirt. We've tried this before. We've tried that before. No one's bit. But now we had from all over the place. We got people all corners of of the earth hitting us up on all mediums, Facebooks, Twitters, contact form on our website. All hey, we want the T-shirt. So there's T-shirts are going out. T-shirts are going out. So, to some of you, T-shirts are going out. To some of you, now there was one one person who actually did like that. Person was the first to respond, but then we, because we're a bunch of fucking amateurs, like didn't shut it down. Say okay, 
it's over. Somebody respond because I didn't think like that would be fucking necessary. Oh, we got one person finally after like two years of trying to give away these fucking t-shirts. Somebody actually said all they had to do is like say, "I want a t-shirt, please." Like, what do we do? Like, please answer. Just like, here's an answer to the trivia thing. And it doesn't matter what the answer is. Just say anything. Be John Cusack if you want. Nope. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So we got one person on, I don't remember what day, but it was maybe late in the day because, uh, well, it was Gomeo was the first one. But he's a... You know, he's 12 hours different. So he's 12 hours later. Later or earlier. Just doesn't really matter. It well, I guess at that point, either way. it doesn't fucking matter, does it? Right. And then, so, okay, there it is. And haven't sent these out yet, but I have them all packaged. I got them ready. I'm ready to go here. Yep. Um. So we're sending out some T-shirts, more than the, just the one that we promised. But then the next day, the floodgates opened, and we had, you know, three more responses. Which I count Joe B. and Ashanti as, as a twofer there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And our good buddy Scott. Scott. I, yeah. He seems to be from your neck of the woods. He is. He is from my neck of the woods. I know him well. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? That doesn't matter. And No, it doesn't. Hey, he's he, never been on the show yet. That's a so, shame. Well, so well it means he's still eligible to get free stuff. Right. That's true. That's true. Very true. Um, so maybe yeah. that works out in his favor. Never being on the show. It does. Don't be on this show. What are you stupid? So he's got a t-shirt coming his way. But then like after the floodgates open and we had three more responses all in one day, I think we felt obligated to honor those responses so the t-shirts are going out but after you know we can't hold it open too long so we had to shut it down after that day but figured anybody who was going to respond that day i was going to honor them we did have one other fella you know who you are but he was a day late and a dollar short and he's been on the show before yeah which made it a little you know but we got something for that guy we do we do do we we might might we we might i don't know maybe (laughs) we'll see (laughs) we're doing businesses oh we're we're doing business we're like the walter white of podcasting we got businesses you don't even know about is that all we're doing? What? How far are we going with this? I, well, I honestly it. don't know. Is that it? Yeah, Is that all we're do doing? I know. Well, there'll be there'll be more opportunities. Okay. For right. gutter ball swag. Maybe. Maybe. If we can avoid looking at all the roses on the side of the street. <laughs> Some of them. My, so that was my fortune cookie today. Yeah, we should post this. So cryptic. Well, we should post uh, this here. image. We're doing hardcore business. Hardcore business. Finally, for Finally, once in our fucking lives. For three years, we're doing some hardcore business. We're texting up a storm. Furiously I'm, texting. I, well, I'm texting from a Chinese restaurant. And then that's my uh, fortune. Something like that. Well, focus on business. Ignore the rose on the side of the street. <laughs> 
Is that really what it said, or are you just paraphrasing? I'm paraphrasing it. Come on, here. I have it right here. Let me look it up. Yeah, Jesus, it's on the come text. on. That's not right. fair. We, 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 see, we've done so much business on text today, though. It's going to take like an hour to scroll back. I got it right here. Attend to business today. Leave that street side flower alone. <laughs> That's way better than anything I could come up with. You're not very good at coming up with uh, fortunes for cookies. No. Attend to business today. Leave that street side flower alone. That's right. Singular focus. Podcast goggles. Put your podcast goggles on, man. Yep. They have business goggles. You know when I'm down to just my business goggles, what time it is. I just wear my business goggles and my business collar and I go. <laughs> That's it. That's all I need. I'm going to go over here and cough for a while. Sure. I'm just putting on my business goggles, my business collar, got my business strap in my hand. I'm going to go for a jog. Ignore all those flowers. See, I think back in the the nascent stages of this podcast, we just wouldn't have done it because we're both kind of sick. Yeah. But now it's like, fuck it. Well, we're doing it. In the nascent stages, <laughs> see, I would go, I had the stupid, uh, the stupid, not you the stupid, the button. awesome, I had a cough button. And it's, we're pure, I'm true, yes. It's incredibly amateurish not to have a cough button. But you know what? We embrace the amateurality. <laughs> you know, it's live, man. Yeah. You're on live television, you don't get a cough button. I don't know. Maybe you do. You, not if you're on TV, man. You can't you just can't like really bend over it. and hack your lung out. Like they'll see it. You press the button and it. it cuts to your co-host, who's just awkwardly <laughs> there. I'm the host and the technical director of this show. Wait a minute. How does that work again? <laughs> it just automatically cuts to my co-host. That's adorable. <clears throat> Oh, shit. So we that's also all- had some, you know, we also pleaded. We were we were down on our knees last episode, and it kind of paid off. So we might do it again right now. Oh, okay. Because we did get an iTunes review also. Which shit, we also yes. Oh, we need to- were like, please give us a review. Okay. We got some nice review in there. Do you think if we pleaded again, like somebody, please, Jesus, be more like your big brother, Ryan, please, and give us a review? Do you think if we did it again, anybody would actually do it? Well, we can try. <sighs> give looking us a at, review. I'm looking at you, trash boat. Give us a review. Go to iTunes, look up our podcast, Getterballs, give us a review. How does this help again? What does this actually do? I, don't know. I just it's just for fun. The more know, reviews we get, the better we feel. They say reviews will help us get stuff, but I don't think that even works since we're explicit. I don't know. It doesn't work at all because you know why? I went in there. So I was like, oh, I'm going to search gutter balls on iTunes. And so obviously we can never be listed on the front page because we say things like fuck and shit and cunt and damn and all the bad things you're not allowed to say. But if you go to see all, it should list all of them. 
And the first time I did that, I've done it three times total in the three years we've been doing this. First time I did it, I scrolled through every fucking, because we're listed under film and TV. Yes. And I scrolled through everything and we weren't there. The second time I did it, I found us like way down there. There we were. Okay. At least like they list us. I was stoked. It was maybe a year ago or something. I went and did it again because, you know, we have, what do we have? Like nine reviews or something? That's pretty good. That means that... Nine reviews, 12 ratings. 12 ratings. That means, like, there's probably more than that number of people that listen to this show. Like, we've gotten responses from more people than that. Those are just the people who actually, like, reviewed the show and rated it. Which is fucking awesome. So I was like, well, shit. Maybe we're even higher now. Like, maybe I only have to scroll down through, like, 38 pages of podcasts in the film and TV section of podcasts on iTunes to find our podcast. I went through the whole thing, all the way down to the bottom, like, through pages and pages of shit that has, like, the generic avatar of something, like, 30 at a time that just had the same, like, weird blue whatever. We weren't there. I was like, what the fuck? Maybe we're way up high. And I was just like scrolling down through the first couple pages because we weren't there. I went all the way back up. It's like, wait, I didn't see it. I know we must be there. And I went all the way back and we weren't listed. So you're saying if you go to the film and TV category, you can't find us. Even if you go like see all and then it just. Sure. But if you type gutter balls. Yeah, sure. It's there. Yes. It's right there. Type Lebowski. It's right there, right up front. Right. So we're there. We're there. But if you just go like, I'm going to take a little stroll through the moors and go to the film and TV section and scroll through it. We're not there. Okay. I'm okay with that. Why? Because we've bought into the entire Apple's own, like, sacred garden philosophy, and they can just do whatever the fuck I they want? I just don't think, and I, it's not important for me to be listed there. What special bucket are we in? You have to deliberately search for gutter balls or sure. the Big Lebowski to find us. Sure. You like that, though. That, I, it doesn't matter to me. Unless a, we were going to be right on the front page somehow, it, that's kind of nice. It's a feature, Although, not a word bug. on the street is, and this is, we're getting way... I think even though we meander a lot, I feel this is like maybe a little too inside baseball, but like the, uh, you know, even getting listed on the front page doesn't do that much for you is what I've heard. But it's all these reviews that do something for you. Well, again, it's the long time, right? It's over the, it's over the long haul. The long haul of what though? Well, I guess, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I get, you, okay, fine. You've twisted me around. Brad, if you knew the answer, <laughs> you know, we You've would be me around. above the law. We would be living large. You've we twi- wouldn't give a shit about any of these people. We could just, like, you know, buy our way into anything we wanted. If you really knew the answer, we're not here for the people, Brad. We're here to have yachts. And mansions, right? Who's mm. with me? Mm. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. 
cough again. All right, you go cough. <laughs> did you see what God did to me? <clears throat> Sometimes it turns into the stomach if you cough too hard. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Perhaps this was a bad idea. I thought I was better. Well, you'll just go back and edit out all the coughs, right? Yeah, sure. I'm not going to do that. The BBBB. Anyway, gutterballs.tv. That's our website. You can go there, contact us, follow us on your favorite social media. Are we really Find us still- on iTunes, whatever you want to do. Find the show notes, the links that we're going to talk about. We're still pimping. Maybe there. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay. So I just pimp that stuff. So do we have any revisits? Uh, Well, how do they find us on Twitter? At Gutterballs, right? No. Wait, what do you mean? Twitter dot... If you bring up your browser and go to the website... If you want to find us on Twitter, go to Gutterballs.com slash click on the Twitter link and it will send you to the random selection of letters and numbers that is our Twitter... Slash Brad <laughs> handle. <laughs> and if you want to find us on Facebook, it's really easy. Twitter. Bring, bring up Netscape slash Navigator or web crawler. Samuel White. Type in Facebook.com. His last slash tweet was the 5th awesome of August 2012. Slash Big Lebowski Podcast slash gutterballs.tv. And you will find us. Very simple. What about Tumblr? On it, like, be serious though about it. Like, that's an easy one. Just give them the Tumblr address. You see what happens? <laughs> Lebowski.tumblr.com. Why doesn't anybody know where we are or what we're doing? Don't get it. Oh, we have tons of freaking followers. Are you kidding me? Well, on Tumblr, the most esoteric URL of them all. That has nothing to do with the URL. No one's going around typing URLs up anymore. What are you? Ta- how do you use web crawler, Brad? I just click on the links on the little buttons on my button machine. That's all. Web crawler doesn't have little buttons. Well, most people don't use web crawler anymore. Fuck are you talking about? It's like a little spider with its webs out there. It knows where everything is. Hasn't this ever occurred to you, man? Are you... you, Brad, right now you sound like some kind of <laughs> supervillain, like, incessantly rubbing your, like, scaly hands together. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing back there? That's only going to show up on here, Mike. But what are you do? The audience won't hear it. But what are you doing? What is that sound? I'm, 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 are there flakes of your skin falling to the? Fl- are you sitting in a mound of what looks like something out of a horrible Al Pacino movie? You're about to like come up at me and say hello to my little friend. Like what's going on? Stuff. Sometimes you know, guys got to make some sound. Yeah, a guy does gotta make some sound once in a while. But this is a new sound. It's highly related to paper towels. Is this like 
Marvin Barry's calling up his cousin right now. But unfortunately, this is, no, not the sound I was looking for. It does seem like you're back there in your chair. You got a little white cat in your lap and you're like rubbing your hands together. But well, I I will admit I do go evil every once in a while. You do have little turns. Is one of your turns coming on? Perhaps. Perhaps it is. This could be good, though. Could be good. Maybe you've been too passive for too long. See, even now I hear it. What are you doing back there? I have no idea what you're hearing now. No idea, man. It's the bizarre sounds of this room. See, I know the room that you're in. There's there's no motivation for that sound. <laughs> now, if you want to... Mo- okay, I do actually have... I have a one revisit. I don't know if it's appropriate or I not. I think we might have a couple revisits, but go on. Oh, maybe I'm in the wrong episode again. No, I just God think... Hit, hit up your revisit. Okay, but it's from 2139. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. We have to stop laughing. Uh, okay. I wasn't laughing. That was a cough. Can you literally <laughs> oh, really? not tell the difference? No. 2139. Yeah. You thought that was me laughing? Well, I thought your laughs are, are I've turned cough-like over the course because of... Because you're sick. Well, no, that was literally just me, like, my mucus, thankfully, is pale yellow instead of dark brown now, so that's good. That's good. That's a good sign. You're headed in the right direction. But I didn't have any paper towels, so I had to swallow it, which also, that sucked. Um... But, yeah, I'm looking around. I don't have anything. Anyway, whatever. But it's from 2139. Uh, I just wanted to point out. So this would be episode 22. Correct. Correct. Okay. The dude, We this is like the most glorious view we get of his apartment. Um, I believe he's listening to messages on his answering machine. And he's kind of dancing around on his new rug. It's just after he talks to... His landlord, mm-hmm. who asked him for the rent, he's got this new rug to replace the micturated upon rug. And, you know, we probably already mentioned it, but I went back and looked at this and, like, the dude hasn't even swept up, like, the dust from where the drywall got smashed on the door right. frame. It's just still laying all over the floor. Yes. And there's also a bowling ball in the background beneath the fan by the window, which is pretty shiny, and they must have shined it up a little bit. So, and I think that's the bowling ball that ends up in the TV on the other side of the room. Okay. It's, I don't know, is it a loner, a spare? I'm not sure what it is, but like, that's the one that ends up over there. A bowling ball of some historical significance, perhaps. Yeah, which at the time, like, whatever, there's a bowling ball. I don't think we paid it much mind, but when he comes back and the treehorn thugs have fucked up his apartment looking for the money, or maybe it's Maud's thugs. Like, honestly, who knows what's going on in this movie? Maybe Maud and her thugs came. They fucked the place up looking for the money. Didn't find it. She was like, get out of here. I got some unfinished business to do with him. You can just go. 
It may have been Maud that fucked the apartment up. Who knows? Maud and her thugs. But anyway, that's the bowling ball that ends up in the TV. Two little things. I'm sorry we had to go like an hour and 20 minutes back in time or whatever. No, it's fine. I love going back in time. I know. I know you do. I live in the past. It's a big problem I have. Hey, 39 years of beautiful tradition, Brad. Almost 40. It's coming up. Yes. Yes, it is. Now, my wife, you might know her. Her name is Leslie. She's 40. She was okay with it. Good. Good. How how are you doing? I don't know if I'm doing too good. Okay. I I mean, obviously, there's some signs here, but I mean, I'm not in your head or anything. I mean, I don't know. It's just, you know, something I'm going to have to accept and deal with, you know? I, I have different, you know, I'm of different minds. Sometimes you know, it's like in a lot of ways, forty is the new twenty. Maybe I don't think so. that's ever going to be true. But I was going to say forty <laughs> might be the new thirty-two. It's never going to might be the new thirty-five. Maybe the new thirty-five. It's never going to be the new twenty. You're nubile. You're attractive. You're full of vim and vigor. It's never going to be that. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. But your you brain might isn't fully be developed. The cock of the walk when you're forty, the way you think you are when you're twenty. Yeah, but that's a that's a different. You're on the top though. of your game. I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Maybe and you're the new thirty-two. That, you know, well, probably none of us will be able to ever retire. Yes, finish we that thought. can view everything else related to us as inferior as to inferior. where we are now. <laughs> You know, it's like what's his fuck it's a said. Defense mechanism. What the what? What was his fucking name? David Lynch. No. Um, David Kevin Lee Roth. Spacey's character from American Beauty. We talked about this already. Yeah, I'm repeating probably. myself. Uh, Lester Burnham. Lester Burnham. You're right. Shit, that was some quick googling. Thank. I did not Google that. I got just pulled it out of your encyclopedic mind. I got a Mike's Harder Lemonade in my hand. All right. Hear it? That does sound pretty hard. Yeah. Anyway. No, I knew I didn't know who you were talking about, but once you said Kevin Spacey from American Beauty, I was like, I got this. Yeah. Yep. Lester Burnham. Yeah. Because it's such a like dorky, shitty name, but he becomes yep. so awesome. So what did he say? What's your point? What's your fucking point? says it's never too late it's never too late yeah but you know what the problem is with that brad i think his character was probably (laughs) younger than you (laughs) than you are now i don't think that's true (laughs) i don't know i don't think that's true i think it's pretty close we're roughly the same age i think we might be a little older (laughs) now you're now okay now that's a laugh cough The laugh precipitates. The oh, you cough. might be right. I'm looking at pictures of Lester Burnham right now. So that it and was he 16, looks like he's roughly my age. It was 16 years ago, right? I would say, but that doesn't mean like how old Kevin Spacey was at the time is supposed to be how old his character was. So like maybe he was 42, and like he just felt like his life was fucking over. Well, I'm, it's I'm almost 40, and I kind of feel like my life is fucking over. This is what I'm saying. No, you're exactly right. He was 40. See? 
it's fucked but up, that's right? Good. No, it's perfect. It's Same perfect. thing. Never you turn it around. It back. You'll be 40. dead in three months. Somebody's going to shoot you in the face, but you'll have a good time on the way. Yep. Well, not in the face. Back of the head, I guess. Going to start smoking you'll, pot with my teenage neighbor. You'll still die with a smile on your face. Yep. But yeah, that's fucked up. When we watched that movie in 1999, I guess, he did seem like, you know our dad like he seemed not old but like he was older he's an older guy yeah that's, well his that's daughter us. was like 16 the daughter was more like our our character right right that's right even though we were probably well well no what we were 22 23 not so far off still living yeah, in it's the really fucking hard past. to do math right now but yeah Anyway, okay, enough of this bullshit. <laughs> revisits. Well, I did mine. I had one don't from, we have you know, a revisit that 2012. was yours, but you don't have it in the dock here. Didn't we did not talk about Chinatown last time, did we? Fuck. No, I don't think we You know I what? Think we meant to and we didn't. This was a hat tip to Shane O on Twitter who sent us this way. We forgot to mention it. We had it on the list. And we posted and we it got on Facebook, so much too. off the rails. We posted it on Facebook. We got so off the rails, we didn't mention it in the podcast. Might as well do that now. This is very important. Shane O sent this to us, and, you know, we went back and forth a little bit. It's like, at the end of it, it's like, no, still, I don't have any fucking idea what you're talking about. So this is a clip. I think we should play the clip right now. I think okay. that would be a if good idea. If we have idea. that kind of technology... We, we can, should do it. We can sure fucking try, can't we? All right, let's find out. All right. Only you listeners will know whether or not you actually heard this clip. It's fucking time travel, man. Go. Here, here you go. Can't we just rent it from you? Yeah. Sir, this is a mortuary, not a rental house. Can I uh, check one of these volumes out? Sir, this is not a lending library. It's the Hall of Records. So there it was. Now that Some similarities had not occurred to us, dude. It had not occurred to us, dude. Now we've been <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for quite some time. We've been watching this movie for a long time over and over and over again, minute by minute by minute. Like I just watch it front to back sometimes as I'm like avoiding going to work in the morning, just laying in my bed with my phone. I have it right there, which is a glorious thing that back when we were more like Kevin Spacey's daughter and not Kevin Spacey is something we could have never imagined, but it's the reality that we live in. I could just watch the Big Lebowski in my bed, and sometimes I do, rather than go to work. But no matter how many times I watched it, I this and I received Chinatown, the movie, on DVD as a wedding gift from one of my film teachers, Kevin Hagopian, if you're out there, he gave us, that was his wedding gift to us, Chinatown. I've seen Chinatown a lot. and This had never, ever occurred to me. Never put one and one or two and two together. Now, I know you've probably never seen Chinatown except that one time in film school. You are correct. Oh I've only God. seen Chinatown that one time in film school. I try to. But tee I've these, seen it at least. 
I try to tee these things up for you so that you can say, no, 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 don't be a dick. But then, like, <laughs> it all just goes to shit. And then it's actually true. Like, the the dickish thing that I was trying to say, it actually turns out to be true. <sighs> but, you know, it's okay, because it's never too late, Adam. Right, but do you not like films or movies? Like, do you like movies? Do you appreciate the art of it and the mastery of somebody who can, like, do something? Like, tell a story probably. in that medium? Probably. Not, but you're re- you've seen all the Transformers movies, yeah? <laughs> that's unfortunately true. Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's quite an indictment, I would say, of me, and I will accept that. Huge Nicki Minaj fan. I will accept, I'm guilty. I will accept sentencing for that. How many times have you seen The Room? Well, that doesn't count. Try the to room. count it. Do me a favor and try to count it. I've How many times have I seen The Room? I don't yeah. know, maybe 10? And you've seen Chinatown once because you were forced to. And never seen any of the Godfather movies. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm really trying to be a better person and not judge people for, like, the choices that they make. But what else am I supposed to judge them on, you know? Oh, fuck. Anyway, it's not your fault. I absolve you. I forgive you. I, on the other hand, have no excuse to have never picked up on this. This fucking clerk in Chinatown, like, obviously... The Cohen brothers are giving a shout out to this dude, right? They have to be. I think that might be true. Even if it's not intentional, like they've seen it, it was in there, and it's like it's this stuffy guy in a very formal situation with a like right. across the table, it's like an another party that's not formal. It's just kinda like, hey, whatever. It's like, no, we have fucking rules here. Which is curious, because it's usually Walter who's trying to play by the rules, but the rules are reversed a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, this is a lending, this is not a lending library, it's the Hall of Records. This is not a rental house, it's a mortuary. Yeah, well, the one thing that I'll say, because I think you need two things to connect this back, or at least there's two items to strengthen the case, is one... Chinatown is a detective story. It is a, a film very noir. noir. It's a period piece. And a period piece. And it is something that I would believe that, yes, they would be channeling. Unless they're channeling something greater, right? Like uh, Chinatown was actually channeling something? Yeah, like there is this, uh, you know, kind of trope or something of like, sir... This is a blank, not a blank, right? Yeah. Similar, but not at all alike to the way Dr. McCarley says, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a right, right. blank. Well, I wonder if there's like that, what is it, TV tropes. It seems to be exhaustive times t- or to the power of 10 even. Yeah. So if if that sort of thing existed, you would think they would have it, right? That well, might I'm not be. sure how I even look that up in TV tropes, but but yeah, I don't know. But I will say, I'm I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give Shane O a point for this, though. Yeah. Oh, 
He's earned a point. One point. If you're keeping score, you're giving him one point for this. I've never well, heard. Th- I've never heard it, seen it anywhere. I've never heard this referenced. This connection ever anywhere. Well, like he, you, gets a, you, he gets a whole point. You only need two points to win the whole fucking game. Uh, okay, I would have said like one point two, but all right, you're you're a hard ass. Yeah, right, I guess I'm one point one point zero points. One point zero zero points. Yep. No, you just got to put the extra zero there, don't you? Shano, thank you. Yes. But listener, what do you think? This is an opportunity for you to go Gutterballs TV, drop us a line. Let us know. So we played them back to back. The Chinatown clip, the Lebowski clip. Similar, a shout out, a reference, an homage, or random, or something deeper. Let us fucking know. However your preference is. So we're ready to play the minute then? I Should guess. Should we get down to business? For once in our fucking lives? I, I think guess. we're here. All right. I think it's ready to do. All right. Pop it up. Pop. He was a man who loved the outdoors and bowling. And as a surfer, he explored the beaches of Southern California from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo. And... Up to Bismo. He died. He died as so many young men of his generation before his time. In your wisdom, Lord, you took him. As you took so many bright, flowering young men at Quezon, at Londoc, at Hill 364. These young men gave their lives. So did Donnie. Donnie, who loved bowling. And so, Theodore Donald Karabatsos, in accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been, we commit your final mortal. All right. Here we are. I'm both. Plus and non plussed. Drug addled, that yep. is allergy drug addled and allergy addled. So the drugs didn't take care of the addled addledness from the they allergies. Only, they only tend to add to the addledness. Mm, well, yeah, but like don't they, they mitigate more the, bearable, but they don't take the edge off the addled addledness. The addle, the addled, the addle, addle, the addled, addled. There's more addle. There's more addling going on. The Adelity. How about the Adaddle? Is that how you say that? Adaddle? Adaddle? I just tried to type out addledness in the description. I don't... There's a red line under it. Adelity. Now it sounds like a pop singer album. Fuck. Ah, uh, shit. Uh. I don't know. So you don't find comfort when you take, like... You know, you got some allergies, and you take uh, some fucking Sudafed or Benadryl. Like, it makes your nose stop running, but you actually get more out of touch with reality. Yes. What it kind of does 
is glad we um, got back on track here yeah we played the minute no <laughs> we did we've done our duty to god and our country thank you for your service thank you for your service the uh the uh what was this yeah so well the drugs without, make you without, forget without, what you're talking about kind of close everything in and make everything <sighs> dense and then the pills just make everything so hollow like, my head well, feels so hollow and it's kind of like I'm, I'm, if anything, probably more out of touch because I have less density to anchor me to the earth. You're you're too open. You're too. Um, I'm open and floating slightly higher than usual. Maybe about a quarter of an inch higher off the ground. Do you My ever experience is. a sense of agoraphobia when that feeling overtakes you? Mm, like no. like such total not any more than usual emptiness and openness that it's frightening no hmm. you um not to the point where it's scary because i recognize it i've been taking allergy medicine since i was like whatever eight or something you know they were trying the honey and all that shit but didn't work i just had to be on allergy medicine so i understand the feeling but like sometimes even though it doesn't frighten me i i feel it and i feel that openness and that quarter inch tallerness and it harkens back to like trying to tile the floor with tiny tic-tac sized tiles and having to do like knowing like looking out over the expanse of the floor and it just extends out into the horizon. It's like knowing that you have about 60 seconds to tile the rest of this floor. And I think it's that sense of like overwhelming openness and like there is no horizon. Is that agoraphobic maybe, but you, you never feel that like overwhelming openness like that. That seems like the opposite of like that density that you were talking about. Well, agoraphobia means you're afraid of going outside, right? Or giant open spaces, generally outside, but because it's it's bigger, you want it to be closed in. I think agoraphobia is fear of open spaces, technically, isn't it? Okay. Well, in any case, my answer is a no. Okay. Unrelated. All right. All right, move Great. on then. <laughs> Great. Okay, I guess agoraphobia is perceives the environment to be dangerous, uncomfortable, or unsafe. Okay, these situations can include wide open spaces, uncontrollable social situations. So, okay, wide open spaces is, I guess I was keying in on that, but that's not the only way it can be. Moving right along. Uh, so what we're going to, I guess... You know, we played the minute, then we didn't talk about it for a little bit. So should we talk about it now? Should we just play it again? Let's play it again. All right, go. All right. He was a man who loved the outdoors and bowling. And as a surfer, he explored the beaches of Southern California from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo and up to Pismo. He died. He died as so many young men of his generation before his time. In your wisdom, Lord, you took him. As you took so many bright, flowering young men 
at Kaysan, at Londoc, at Hill 364. These young men gave their lives. And so did Donnie. Donnie, who loved bowling. And so, Theodore Donald Karabatsos, in accordance with what we think your dying wishes might well have been, we commit your final mortal. All right, so we're going to be serious this time. Serious, we're going to try, but. Oh, I just watched Boogie Nights, by the way, so here, <laughs> let me do something. Stand by. Um, we just played the minute. So I'm going to be nice. <clears throat> we just played the minute. So I'm going to be nice. <clears throat> we just played the minute. So I'm going to be nice. See how I changed it up there? I did. That was a nice delivery. So I'm going to be nice. You know, there's that undercurrent of like, he's saying he's going to be nice, but he's not going to be nice. Where the fuck is Ringo? Brad, that movie is every bit as good as it was in 1997. Maybe it needs a podcast about it. Can't go wrong with that. There's so much there. It is so good in every way. It's like, just cross that type of movie off the list of potential movies that you would ever want to make, because... You'll never touch it. You'll never touch it. And I love me some Magnolia, but it doesn't touch Boogie Nights. No. I we're agree with to, that. We're supposed to be talking about the Big Lebowski. We're supposed to be talking about the Battle of Quezon. Right. Long Dock. There, that's something we can talk I was going to play the minute again, just to bring us back, but maybe we don't do that. No, That'd be overkill. We, we don't have to do that. Played it twice. We should be, you know, on I point I think we here. know what's going on. Yeah, so, shit. They're still at the cliff here. And Walter's giving the eulogy to Donnie. Right? Yeah. That's, so, exact, that's exactly right. Yeah, I think our work here is The way to go. <laughs> well, we could also mention that Walter kind of transitions into this very, this kind of like, uh, spiritual to Vietnam. Well, veterans, maybe on some level, he's maybe kind of imitating. Cause let's say in Vietnam, if Walter's stories are even true, if he really was there and all of that in the shit, he, uh, you know, perhaps attended a lot of ceremonies like this. I, yeah, I guess. Of somewhat, right? Talking right. about the, like, you know, in, in, his, in your wisdom, Lord, you took him, you know, while he was still just flowering or whatever he says. You know, and again, similar to the Bible verse, right? Days like grass. The wind passeth over it. Wind passeth, and now we have the the flower metaphor here. A flower cut down or whatever. But then he goes into listing, you know, like so many young men of his time. Like like men at 
Kaesan or Long Dock. Long Dock. Or Hill. 364. 364, which I think... It was a part Long of the Dock Battle of Kaesan. Well, maybe. I think I Hill 364 was contained within the Battle of Kaesan. There was a hill in the Battle of Kaesan that had a number like that, but it, that wasn't it. Well... I, and 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 long dock yeah i feel like those may not exist i found conflicting reports of this okay um cuz my uh you know 5 minutes of googling kind of couldn't find anything about hill hill whatever it was 364 364 um no granted the battle of kaesan shows up yeah when you search that, simply because in the Wikipedia page, of course, they have the in media section, which was famously lampooned by XKCD or KXCD or what, whatever. No, that's you, you had it good the first time. All right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know the cartoon. I don't know that particular one. Well, so, you know, in Wikipedia, there's always this section in media. So whatever you look up. Oh, like where it's been referenced in like popular culture or right. some shit. And there was a, a a joke on one where they like his comic who just says like it was like the Wikipedia entry for wood and it said in media and it just listed like all of this gotcha. stuff. Like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer steaks made of wood would kill vampires. You know, like it was right, all this right. long list of things but right and how easily that can become like circular logic or is that a separate one i think that might be a separate one okay but uh the in media the first reference this is for the battle of Kaesan, says in the cohen brothers film the big lebowski walter sobchak references the battle of Kaesong, along with long dock and hill 364 during his eulogy of donnie i have heard a lot of references to like there are battles that are referenced by like hill numbers or like you know because yeah they don't there's not a name for that it's not a town you know it's a strategic vantage point so what do they call it you know they got a map and they map it all out right so like that is a thing but whether hill 364 specifically is a thing um please somebody help us poor fools. That could be another thing you could let us know. Yeah. Yeah, the Battle of Kaesan. Well, that's a real one. From what was, I can tell. That's definitely a real one. That was a major History battle Channel doesn't do War. shit. There's a whole little, you know, documentary yeah. here. But, and in that, the Hill 881 was the hill right, that I hill think was the, 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 the important hill in that battle. Right. This was a 77-day um battle so there is some it's a long time man bizarre web page it does reference hill 364 mm. and it gives its like kind of coordinates it's and where it is it says nothing happened on this hill it was simply a nice place to take a picnic lunch your favorite boom boom girl a bottle of dago red and watch the sunrise over monkey mountain a bottle of Dago Red and watch the sunrise over Monkey Mountain? 
with your favorite boom boom girl. Now, granted, I don't know what this is, right? Is this part of an actual, this is some fragment of a website. Now, and may I ask you, is this monkey, is it Terran-based or aquatic or otherwise? <laughs> right. Like, let's get the details here. It's very important. <laughs> Holy shit. So, yeah, this is from Ray's Map Room, Vietnam Areas of Operation, Topographical Digital Map Images. I guess uh, this is actual stuff. It's not just part of some LARPing experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, or something. So, okay. If this is to be believed, if this side is to be trustworthy, it would say nothing actually happened on that hill. Except you, know, you could maybe take a boom boom girl. Well, and maybe Walter took a boom 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 girl there one time. You know, watched the Monkey Mountain, got his favorite Dago Red, but like he transmuted three six four with like eight eight one. Like it's just a number. Like it doesn't have right. any um, like narrative features to like let your your mind attach to it for the long term. So it's really easy to get those numbers confused. And, like, the dude wouldn't know. But would the Coen brothers not know? Well, I guess the question is... You could just say any hill. Like, that is a convention that they used. If there was a battle near a hill that was significant... Yeah, I don't think it means anything. That's what I mean. The they Cohen they just wrote it in there. Resting on our knowledge, our deep knowledge of uh, the topography of Vietnam to make sense of this scene. Okay, but maybe they are. You know, maybe they're deliberately like they wrote it in there so that if you knew anything, like if you're a person that fought in Vietnam, you would know like Hill 364 is not a significant battle. Even if you fought in Vietnam, would you even know that? It depends on you and I, Brad. We do a fucking podcast about a movie that came out 17 years ago. We sit here in our chairs. I hear your chair. It's very creaky. I hear it. We have no fucking idea what it's like. I wanted to talk about this. Like, especially Battle of Quezon, that's 77 days where you have to, like, shoot and fight and scrap and claw to not die. We have no idea what that's like. We don't know suffering. We don't know pain, really. We have no idea. So if Walter was actually in the shit, watching his buddies die face down in the muck, like, this might be the thing he thinks about all the time and like he's got a good excuse when he's giving Donnie's eulogy to reference it because he's dealing with death face on right now he just watched Donnie die holding him in his arms as his life leaked out of him and if he was actually in the shit he watched many of his buddies die the same way and it's probably causing him a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety and giving him flashbacks and PTSD. So I think, my, I guess my point is like, we have no idea if Walter, like you brought this up. I don't, it never occurred to me that maybe he wasn't actually in Vietnam, like fighting 
I always assumed he was, the, hence the anger, and, like, you know, flipping his emotions, to, you know, flip of the <laughs> switch, he turns from peaceful to angry, and the constant references. But if he was there, I think he can be forgiven, if not for incessantly talking about it in day-to-day, like, at least delivering a eulogy for his second best friend. I mean, I understand the dude's point of view. He's just fed up with it. This should be about Donnie and not about Walter's experiences in Vietnam. But like, you know, fuck you, dude. You were a pacifist. Like, you don't know what Walter went through. Yeah. I mean, I think there is something interesting you're, you're touching on there because yes, you know, Walter is a veteran and he saw some intense shit. Yeah. And he's just kind of like seen as comical or annoying. Now. Right. It's like, but, shut but up. You're right. is- of course he would be on some level preoccupied with it. All right. It's easy because we have Jimi Hendrix and, you know, the doors and we know Vietnam is like a bunch of kick and credence, a bunch of kick ass classic rock. That's not how Walter knows it, you know? This is, like, intensely personal and horrific. But, you know, it's like, what does anything have to do with Vietnam? Well, guess what? For Walter, everything has to do with Vietnam. Because he's forever scarred. <clears throat> yeah. But you're right, it's, e- it's easy because it's just glossed over as kind of like a comical character Which- nuance. Which is maybe why I assume he might not have even been in it. Because it is played off as this comical thing in the movie to the point where I wonder, like, Walter's so full of, uh, so full of it. And it's always so quick. Maybe it's a combination of, like, you know, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, Lennon said. You know, you look at the, um, you know, I am the walrus who, who benefits. No, not Lennon, but you know, like what Lady Macbeth, right? What does she say? Or it's in Macbeth. Maybe it's not Lady Macbeth, but I am the walrus. God damn it! <laughs> no, I Lennon. I know, but you know, I don't know what you're. What the fuck you're talking about? What are you really talking about? I'm really talking about the quote, quote in Shakespeare. Jesus, about uh, pr- protesting too much. Right? Methinks the lady doth protest too much. Yes. Okay. In this sense, I mean, there's some perhaps element of that where he talks about Vietnam so much and how he was in the shit. Because if you were really in the shit, you would never mention the shit. But, you know. Yeah. People deal with it different ways. Exactly. Exactly. So there's maybe an element of that to it, which is why I think that maybe he wasn't really in the shit or maybe he saw like the tiniest bit of action. Um, so it's, but you refer to it as action and by action, you mean people dying. Well, it could be people dying or maybe not. Right. But maybe there was some gunfire and I don't want to play that down. Right. I'm just saying. So people trying to kill you by firing guns in your direction, (laughs) even that, like even that. Like, that's your way of saying, like, yeah, but it was no big deal. Like, even that, we have never experienced. And that would be traumatic. No, you're right. You're completely right. 
So I'm not sure. I don't even so know what I'm saying. So this whole movie is Just... actually now wildly offensive. <laughs> trying to turn the horror of Vietnam and the post-traumatic stress of someone coming back from there as... Into a, pu- a, a character punchline. Into a comedy. You know what? Yeah. Fuck this movie. I'm done with it. We're done. We're out. I'm not really. I still think it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Damn I it. I don't know. I just don't Shit. like the way the dude is treating him right here. It's like, yeah, I know it's supposed to be about Donnie, but like... Well, I would say I could excuse Walter going on about Vietnam and all these other situations or in the more everyday, like we're at bowling and he's just talking about it. This might be one place where he doesn't need to bring it up. I understand why his mind might go there. And we're very right now in the, in the feeling of giving Walter maximum slack. But if there's one place where maybe he doesn't need to make it about Vietnam, it could be this. So I can even with our what new insight here, I'd still go with the dude. Are you talking about they're it's in about a diner Donnie. drinking coffee and he's freaking the fuck out. And the woman asks him to please keep his voice down. And then he makes it about Vietnam. That's a place to not make it about Vietnam. You know? No, I mean, that, that, that that's not a... Uh, I mean, we could argue whether or not that's appropriate. We just talked about how everything is about Vietnam to Walter. Having, you know, people die before their time is a perfectly appropriate time to bring it up when you saw so many people die before they were ready to die. He might what bring it up later on when they're bowling about? to be like, you know what? I've seen a lot of young men go and this just really sucks, you know, and it's just like in Vietnam, but at Donnie's funeral, I know what you're doing here. I'm on to you, Brad. Might be the place. Not It might be the one place. No, not I'm to on to you. Up. I know what you're doing. Be sensitive. Yeah, I know what you're sensitive to who the dude. Well, He's the only one around the problem at that point. Right. Or to Donnie, if you believe that, like, you owe him something, right? Like, that should be about Donnie. There is a certain, maybe in making everything about Vietnam, there is a certain selfishness to that. And again, not that it's not understandable, and maybe not that even we should allow, you know, a, a, a survivor of a war a lot of leeway in the selfishness department. I'm all for that, too. I'm not sure I agree with you that it's selfish. I mean, uh, between this and his Jewish history, I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> These are the most personal things to him. So you bring them out when you're trying to, you know, deliver a heartfelt eulogy. Like, you bring out the personal. Now, if I was you, I would say, yes, and look at that. His Jewish history, quote-unquote, doesn't actually mean anything to him. It's not legitimate. He married into it. It's bullshit, basically. So maybe his Vietnam history is also bullshit. Maybe so. You're right. You win, Brad. You win. No, I'm I'm totally arguing this from the point of view that his Vietnam experience is totally legit. Well, then what? You're being a dick? No. I just think... If we were to list all of the places Walter makes things about Vietnam. This is the most appropriate. I would say this is the least appropriate. 
That, that's all. I'm not. Uh, I think this is the least appropriate place. What's he supposed to? The dude isn't doing shit. The dude never does shit. He didn't pay for anything. He didn't help Donnie when he was dying. He's not saying shit now. He, he like, called the chopper. Walter's in charge. Yeah, because Walter told him to. Walter's in charge, which means it's his. It's his rodeo, man. And then to judge him because he brings the most traumatic experiences of his life into it, I think is ridiculous. I haven't been been the biggest defender of Walter this whole movie, but I think this is one case where if he's ever going to get slack, now's the time. You don't bring an Uzi in your car and wrap it in paper and then like roll out of the car and basically shoot up the whole countryside. Right. Almost kill yourself and everybody else. Yes, you don't get slack for that. No, no slack for that. I will you don't admit. get slack for pulling your what nineteen oh what is it nineteen oh six four eight seven what's that gun called nineteen eleven to nineteen eleven pulling it out and there was a round in the chamber and he's got his finger on the trigger pointing right. it right well, at Smokey's head. Uh, so I'm not going to give him leeway for that. No, you don't get any leeway that's for that. That's not him making something about Vietnam. That's just him being kind of crazy. He said, no, it is about Vietnam because this whole thing was prefaced by him saying, this, this is, is not, not Vietnam. It's bullying. That is true. There are rules. It's all about Nam, but he doesn't get slack for that. That's bullshit. Yes, not for that. Even the random conversation about, I didn't watch my buddies die face down in the muck, so this strumpet... No, I'll give him slack for that. No, (laughs) you're just being stupid. But the one time when he's at his weakest, his most vulnerable, he has two friends. One of them's gone. He's lost 50% of the people he hangs out with. He's allowed a little slack to talk about the most traumatic experience in his life. I don't see how you argue with that and say this is the time he doesn't get any slack. I think if he talked about it at any time other than this little ceremony would be fine and totally acceptable. The moments before, the moments after. But as you dedicate his ashes to the bosom of the Pacific Ocean, you don't need to make it about Nam right then. Of course you do. Do you know why? Why? Donnie is dead. Eulogies, funerals, spreading of ashes, whatever. It's for the living. It's for the living. And it's Walter and the dude. They're the living. Okay. All right. I'll say this. Since it's just Walter and the dude, and it's only for them, and Walter's 50% of the people there, for that reason, it can be okay. If there was, let's say, a large crowd here, it would not have been... I would agree with you. It would not have been okay or appropriate. Right. And well, like there we the, go. We found common ground now. We found common ground. And the more I watched this, like, he delivered a, a very nice eulogy, I think. And there wasn't a lot of it that was about Vietnam. Less than 50% of it was about Vietnam. I would say 22% of it was about Vietnam. Maybe. It was mostly about Donnie exploring the beaches and being a bowler, and being one of us, and blah, blah, blah. It was maybe six to seven seconds of Vietnam talk. 
These so young men up. who gave their lives, and so did Donnie. And so did Donnie, although he didn't really give it. Exactly. So it is a bit of a non sequitur. It's an emotional time. You can't expect him to be sure. a soliloquer. And remember the hill numbers. Right. In accordance to what we think your dying wishes may well have been. You just got to kind of play it by ear. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about this audio note? After all that. See, I think before I get to my audio note, I think part of the reason I'm getting so worked up about this, Brad, is I feel like this moment in the movie, like by its very nature and by the nature of this podcast, is putting me into a similar state because it's like we are in the the death knells here, the death throes of this podcast. It's almost done. It is. So it's a little sad right now. I'm having a bit of a tough time. It's kind of like you turn 40 soon. You right. Know, and you, you kind of feel like your life is over, you know, and it's you're on the edge of death and all your best years are behind you. Well, that's kind of how I feel about this podcast. Now, I'm only 38, so I don't really know completely what you're going through because I'm a little younger. But, um, you know, that's how I feel about this podcast. And so it makes me a little sad. It's starting to, like, creep up on me here. We've been putting the time in on this for over three years, and it's almost done. Getting a little verklempt here. It will be a major life milestone once we get to the end. It's true. However, unlike turning 40, right, maybe I need to take something from this. Again, I feel like the end just, of this is this only just the beginning the of something even greater. It was a it was an appetizer. It was just the test. This is really just the appetizer. The last three years were just the test. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'll stop being a dick because I I'm gonna agree with you on that. Yes. This was a test. But there's so much blue sky, Brad. I think that's the takeaway here. There's so much blue sky. Now, this is a visual slash reflective surfaces note. I'm not talking about any sort of like, you know. No, you're 40. You're basically done. I'm talking about the movie now, visually. Like, you're looking up at Walter and, like, his face is exposed. And, like, you know how bright a pure blue sky is. That's exposed, too. Which is why Walter's eyes are probably like slits even behind his shooter's glasses. I don't know if you noticed that. They're like, he's like, he's doing a really good job, but he's kind of got them closed down pretty good too. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I have to shut them like 40 to 70% of the way so I can not look like I'm squinting because I have probably like giant reflectors and lights like illuminating my face. And, like, so this was shot not at noon, because you can see the shadows from, like, the glasses and shit. Well, it's close to noon. It might be, like, an hour before or after. Hour after. It's going to be, like, 1 p.m. because they're facing west. But, like, if you look at underneath, and I'm at 147.02, 
If you look at right underneath his chin, like you can see the shadow of his head cast almost straight down, not quite straight down, but almost straight down. That is perfectly exposed. You can see where he's got a little razor burn from where he shaved. Like it's not pitch black, you know, and unexposed. And then his forehead and the blue sky is fine. You can see all of it. It's fucking amazing. Right? My question is, so they're exposing the pure blue sky and his fucking forehead and the shadow underneath his chin. How is that fucking possible? Yes, he has film, but they had to be filling that in, but there's no competing shadows. Is that really just the fucking sun? There's no way, right? There's no way. Huh. You're shooting directly into the fucking pure blue sky and his face and underneath his chin. Like, that is some major latitude. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Look at the dude. You can see the shadow there, too. That's got... Oh, you know what? Maybe that's the little key there. Look at the dude. If you look at his chin, just to our left of his chin, there is a competing shadow. There's another shadow there. Well, maybe? Maybe, that, maybe that's his hair. That's his hair, though. Yeah, it's his hair. It's his hair is casting that shadow. Right. But Damn the it. way these shadows... But, but again, for that hair to be casting that shadow... Yeah, I guess the sun is... Yeah, I hear what you're saying, though. I'm not sure. I wonder, because I will say, everyone's skin in this scene seems very off. And by that, what do you mean? Like, natural? Like, it looks shitty like a normal person's skin? It looks... So, it almost looks powdery. So, like, an initial reaction is like, okay, Walter... um. Oh, so you're saying they caked on some makeup here they to make it on. not? Or it's like you can really see the makeup because of how it's lit so incredibly bright and garishly. Now, but see, normally can- in a scene like this, they would put up a giant butterfly. be a huge piece of, like, you know, translucent material to avoid all of this intense direct sunlight. But then the background, the sky, would turn white. But it's not. It's fucking blue. And I don't think it's an optical effect. So if there was light, because I'm not a master of light to the level you are. Oh, if stop there was it. simply light, let's say a giant light hitting them head on. Yeah. Like any shadows it would produce would be behind them. We would never see them. Oh, hit like front well no that's not true you'd always see some shadows he's I mean, got glasses you know well but, you might see shadows from the glasses walter might make a shadow on the dude from yeah, it maybe because I mean, the way be, they're standing but maybe never the be, way they're standing off kilter could be avoided it would never be front on they wouldn't do that i mean look at underneath walter's nose there's the little triangle there you but know that's the light from is the sun so the shadows you're seeing are shadows from the sun but everything else is kind of amped up i don't know where i'm trying to figure out where and this is why i'm asking like i'm trying to figure out yes like where you put that twenty thousand watt light keep in mind like they're out on these cliffs so this goes to my other audio note that i have they're not running power i mean maybe they are what from up on the neighborhood i guess maybe that's possible but it seems more likely there's a generator 
We don't hear that generator because this is a fucking powerful light to compete with the fucking sun, right? Right. But there's an audio thing where this seems like, contrary to what I would normally say, because you can tell there's lots of wind, the hair's blowing. It's just a windy place. It's right on the edge of the ocean, right on the edge of the Pacific, the bosom of the Pacific. Walter's voice has a certain timber to it, a certain, like, ambiance to it. And then when they cut to behind him, he says, from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo. And then they cut behind him so we can look out on the Pacific. We see Catalina Island, theoretical site of the Catalina wine mixer from Step Brothers. And he says, and up to Pismo. They cut behind him for that one line, and you can hear the sound of his voice changes. So that may not have been in the script, or it may have been in a different take. He had to come in and loop that, because it sounds very different. Either looped it, or they reshot it, and they had to take the audio from that take, one or the other. Like, it's different audio. So, I don't know. I don't know what that even, what I was getting at there. It's just there's some trickery going on, but I can't figure out the trickery in this scene because I don't, I don't see how they could have a 20,000 watt light and we wouldn't see any shadow from it. And if it was the sun, this whole thing was lit by the sun. You're going to say the problem with that is the shadows would be much too dark. You would think. You would think. Now, they could have done some trickery here. How's that? And that might have fucked up their quality of their faces here. Well, they could have. um, Talking about color correction? No, but you could have done some, like, pushing or pulling of the film that might. that's That's what I'm talking about. Pushing it. That's color correction. Pushing and pulling. But, like, once it's blown out, it's done. Like, once there's no detail, you can't bring detail back. That is true. However, that's where film's amazing range comes into play. Latitude. That you can Um, then actually see through some of these push-pull processes. I really don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I have any fucking clue. This is way beyond me. So you think maybe, like, they masked it out underneath his chin there, and it's like, okay, we're going to do our best to get this blue sky and keep some of the detail in there. We'll, I mean, they didn't bracket their exposures no they didn't shoot it twice no you know? i'm not saying anything like that i'm so saying they, they found a middle a ground chemical process on the film that was that's going to lighten some of those darker areas they found a middle ground where the sky was probably a little overexposed and underneath his chin was underexposed but they found a middle ground and then brought them both back in the the um when they did their um, transfer or whatever. Well, maybe. I mean, I think it's more about... So it's like Ansel Adams' zone system. Okay, but he was working on large format still cameras. He's got to take one picture. Yes. which They're working on 35 millimeter here. Doesn't matter. You can still do that. Okay, the, but... The issue is, the reason why you can do it with Ansel Adams is... And his eight by tens is because, again, it's a chemical process you do to the to the negative. So you decide 
okay, I took this landscape shot. And again, he was dealing with the same stuff because he was doing landscapes that you have shadows, you have sky, absolutely the mountain, right? Right. Same exact thing. So he, so his whole system is based on. Except he only has to take one fucking picture. Well, it's the same thing though. You take even if you take. You have all these frames of 35 millimeters. You know, the same that's thing. easy for you to say, except the shadows and light are changing like frame to frame over the course of like thousands of frames. Easy you for you to shot say by shot. You would say this shot needs to be pushed or pulled in this way. Yes, but they're moving, man. Well, the shadows are shifting violently around as no, he moves his head. No, that doesn't head. matter, because they would still... If you did it frame by frame, it would look really fucking weird. I mean, you would never, it would never look normal. I mean, yes, things can I get know. darker and lighter as, as people move around. But the ultimate question, it's similar to exposure. It's like, okay, how are we going to expose this shot? It, it's, it's the same kind of question. It's just it's more nuanced than just like you have a single exposure. There's this question of the exposure. Then there's the question of how you push or pull once you're done. There's another element to it to say sure. what I want this to look like. And you and, and the reason you generally don't do this again in like a 35 millimeter is because you have a whole roll of shots. So in still photography, you have a 34, 35 millimeter, you have 24, 36 shots. Every shot is different, and you have to do this to the actual negative when you process it, so you can't fucking do it. You can't do a one light. Whereas, for, for this, but I mean, you can, let's say, if all of your sh- sh- 34 shots, 36 shots are the same thing with the same lighting, or you want that same effect to happen, which in this case, it would be. The shot of Walter talking, do you do a shot, you would want to you'd wanna do that to it. I'm not ignoring you. But I honestly have no clue how they did it. It's just the sun. I don't know. Brad. The sun is bright. You're not going to like it. All right. Because why would they come to this location if this was going to be the thing that they did? But I think there may be maybe some (laughs) compositing going on here. I knew you were eventually going to. I was so afraid you were going to say that. I know. I could sense your trepidation. When you first brought this up, oh, the blue sky, I was like, he's going to say they fucking composited it <laughs> I, in. It didn't occur to me, li- I shit you negative, <laughs> until right now at this moment, I was looking at Walter's hair things, his little buzz cut, and the detail is a little weird, and I saw a little jibbity gibbets there, and I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Yeah, but that just happens in normal ass. I understand. I understand that. Film photography. I understand that. When you're like that. I understand that. I didn't demand that it was composited. I just posited that it was composited. It was a composite posit. I'll allow you to to posit it. So that's as far as I'm not I can asking go. for your fucking permission, man. I'm not buying you a fucking beer. I'm not renting you shoes. And I'm not even saying they composited all of it. Maybe just the top half. I don't even think so. I'm just positing it. Maybe they shot the whole thing on a soundstage. It's green screened. There's no way that it would be so, like, definable geographically. You know, they just would have gone to some random beach or something. But, like, this is a place that you can see. They're definitely there. They have a wide shot of it. They're definitely there. But that doesn't mean they can't, like... 
composite elements of the frame. Right. The sun is still lighting their faces, but behind them, between them and the mountain in the background, they could have a green screen so that they can then, you know, get the dude and Walter out of there and just shoot the background and expose the sky a little bit. That's all. Because you know what I'm saying. Like, even if, like, yes, their skin looks weird and powdery, shooting directly into the fucking sky like what is the like how many stops different is that and you're you're gonna say like oh just treat it a little bit because we have 32 stops of latitude well it depends if their face is being shot this if that their face the parts that are not in shadow you can get that that's not a problem say again if they're what did you I mean, say? What I mean is, since the sun is not behind them, yeah, and the sun is directly on their face. Uh huh. No, I, you, no, I okay. Yes, you I get can you. get a blue sky in someone's face. Maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's what I was saying. Like even then, maybe not. When you're shooting directly into the sky, even then, maybe not. I don't shoot on thirty-five. Um. I don't know. It's just this kind of thing. Whatever they did took some goddamn knowledge. Because if anybody, some jackass, tried to go out there and make this look good, it would not look good. Look like shit. What's the thing in between his wedding ring and the dog tag? Did we ever discuss that? I don't think we have. There's another little, like, gold widget there. What is that? I feel like it's like gold teeth that he yanked out of his buddies in Nam and like melted them down and put it on his dog tag so we'd never forget. But it's probably something way more mundane. Could it be something related to the Judaism? I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing I could think of. I might have be any, there. Do we have any Judaists that listen to this show? Could they help us out? I don't know. Maybe they can. Drop us a line. Get our balls on TV. Check check out Walter giving the eulogy. This is probably the best shot you're going to get of what's on his dog tags. Or it, on it his is. Uh, necklace there along with his dog tag. It is, because I went back and looked at other scenes where we could have seen it. And, like, you can see it in the diner scene, but some of the bowling scenes, it's like he's not even wearing it. So this is the best shot. It's at 147.53 of the movie. How do they contact us, though? You were saying, like, let's just keep pimping our own shit. Let's just do this for most of the time. You go to gutterballs.tv. You click the link that says contact. You write us a note. Takes you to a web form. We'll get it. We'll read it. We'll probably respond. We try to respond. We'll definitely respond. Let's face it. Things. It tickles us when we get any response to anything that we do. Well, shit. I have this thing, Brad, that I want to show you, and I'm not going to do it. I'm saving it. Let's just save it up. I'm saving it till next time. Right. For now, it's time for us just to take a dive right off the poop deck. Next time on... Good night, sweet prince. <laughs>